welcome to the Autodidactic Human, a place where the learning never stops. Here, where you can gain vital knowledge of perspectives and events, even outside of a classroom. Here, we can shape, grow, and reflect. So, what I'm here to essentially convince you of, with what I feel like is a very substantial amount of evidence, is that you are already the best version of yourself that you could possibly be ever be. And I know that if you're one of those people right now who feels very depressed or has a very low self-image or uh, just generally just in a disliking of yourself, you're probably listening to me just being like, what does that even mean? And how can you even say something like that when I've got so much to improve on? Uh, so the reason why I, the reason why I can say that that you're already the best version of yourself is because there's truly nothing to achieve. And what do we mean? Well, let's first let's start off by like the essence of like why I feel like most people would be would want to disprove this this essence of what I'm saying. Because um, a lot of the times it's like, well, I could have a better job or. I could have spent all of my time focusing on a very particular skill that could have made me more money or made me famous even, or I could have spent all this time actually being more mindful of my finances or spend more time like, you know, working on a, a particular set of skills that would have gotten me far. Like this is generally the reasoning I see around anyone disproving that they've already that they're not the best version of themselves already is because they they find all these elements or holes in their personality or life that seem to be lacking but here's kind of the trick to that all those are namelessly are kind of lacking in appearance towards everyone else and there's a really big reason as to why we have to like note this because all of those different things or all the things that we can actually say to someone else. You see? That's how, like, this improvement seems to be, like, notable, is that we have to base this improvement on someone else's life. To say that I have a, I have a really great job to show people. I have really great skills to show people. I now have focused on this one particular thing to show people. And this is how we have become the best version of ourselves. And that's like really, oh, oh, I forgot to mention, a lot of people want to say that they live like, um, like there's a version of themselves that lives, uh, that won the lottery <laughs> or, and lives like very rich and comfortably. And this is the version of themselves that they wish to achieve. And until they get there, that they haven't reached it yet. I also inclined to say that that one may not necessarily be as much, um, uh, still one kind of pointed towards other people. And why do I say that? Because, like, really when we are trying to achieve money as as a part of self-improvement, then what we're looking at is actually just improving those sections of our lives that money can, that, you know, that we can insert money in. You know, we're not saying that money is going to improve us as people, but we're saying that money and an abundance of it what felt help finally plug in the holes in our lives um, that have fallen out due to, I, I guess, a lack of financial stability. 
you know, which is really kind of translates to living in a world that no longer, that really doesn't leave you satisfied. So our, you know, that's why I, I kind of separate this, this draw for money um, as a form of self-improvement as kind of a separate case. Because if we didn't have a system that made us vie for our most basic needs, then I have a very large suspicion that our desire for money in the form of stability would actually become almost null and void. Because when you have everything that you already need and you don't have a system that makes you strive for more, then the essence of having to gather things for convenience or for the essence of stability also becomes null and void because you already have it. So there's really no need to like create a large method of self-improvement per se, or a large window of self-improvement in order to achieve this financial stability if it were already present. Um, but we're not there yet. So obviously this is a really big one um, for people is to gather money for self-improvement. This is the main reason why I say this is a false form of self-improvement in some way. Like as in, I would say this as a hyper-focus because I don't think that the accumulation of money is a bad thing. However, if it's like, if your self-worth is tied to the amount of money you have, then I would suggest refocusing that perspective because your money has never determined your self-worth. Our system, our current system of things basically tells you that you should determine your worth based on, the, or based on your income, but that literally has nothing to do with you as a person, you see, because if you had everything you need already, then your worth couldn't be determined by this. And right now, we have a system that constantly tells us that we have to shoot for more in order to not only feel a sense of self-satisfaction, but to also be com comparable to others. To also say that you have a life that you can show other people, to say that I am financially comfortable, I am financially stable, and I am living my best ver the best version of my life. Well, you don't really need to tell other people that. Or need a lifestyle that denotes to other people that you are living your most comfortable life. And the reason why I say that is because it doesn't account for a couple of things. One, why do you know why do you why do you not see indigenous people have the same complex or or I would say crisis over self improvement and purpose? And second, being is that like where do these people who find themselves being satisfied without all of these things, where do they come from? And how are they capable of being satisfied? Well, first off being is that with indigenous people, without really diving in specifically where their cultural values come from, you, I can tell you one thing very specifically. Indigenous people have never lost a sense of purpose and connection to who they are and what they're doing here on this planet. Uh, that that's always been present in their entire lives. That's always been present in the things that they do from the moment they've been born to literally the minute they die. Like they're born with this purpose, this sense of community and a sense of greater self based on this community. They have a connection to God. They have a connection to the planet around them. Like there's no striving for more. There's nothing to conquer in the forms of that. So the only thing they do is they learn, live, and grow along with their community. They learn the ways of their community. Uh, they learn their path and their purpose in this community. 
And they live that path and that purpose the entire time. It's kind of a thing that we miss here in our current society. Because all of these different things that I actually mentioned at the very beginning are the kind of things that you don't necessarily get when you live in a smaller community. There's really not much to strive for. You're usually already fairly, fairly comfortable, you know. Like, you have all of the things that you generally are desiring. Your family, your friends, simplicity, food, shelter. You know, all the things that make a human feel human. And without having to... Like, these are all things that make us feel satisfied without having to, like, strive for this nature of, like, carving something into eternity, you see, in order to feel like you've done something with your life or be successful. Uh, that's one way. Now, when we're talking about people who are generally satisfied, people who live simple lives, like, for example, I know a quite, quite a number of people who've, like, start, who live off their land, started, like, organic farms and stuff like that, and have literally just been living this life for the last like 30 or 40 years you know not never trying to be famous never trying to get a degree to get a better job or anything like that they've simply just lived their lives in simplicity without really ever feeling this conflict of like having to be a better version of that and it is all of that is to say that like you know one person will say that that's nice because they live on the land and they got everything that they need, and I don't have that yet, so I can't be happy. Well, that is also a point where I feel like it is false. You can be happy and very satisfied with the life that you have right now. Even if you don't think that you're particularly good or skillful at anything, or that you haven't had anything that com that's comparable to anyone else. The reason why I can say that you already can be satisfied with that right now is because there is, like, how to put this? Let's say you can travel the multiverse or something of that and find a version and live a version of yourself that has achieved everything that you thought would make you the best person around, the best version of yourself. What's funny about that is that there's actually no way to really truly perceive this because there isn't a single human on the face of the planet that's actually perfect, you know, that has done exactly everything they've set out to achieve and has never run into a single problem in this entire affair you know there's no there's nobody on the planet that's ever done that even the people who seem the most successful still have problems and that those problems are generally self are usually self-generated so even the most successful people quote-unquote here on the planet that we see based on even our societal standards don't live a life that feels like fully present you know like we're still dealing with like uh we're still dealing with a lot of people that feel greatly unsatisfied with their positions and like this is to note this is important to note because there's obviously this is going to come from our self-satisfaction is going to come from different things but it has to start with us you see, it has to, you're, you're the best version of you is still always going to be you no matter which version of the multiverse you're in. And no matter which version of yourself you pick or which version of your life you try, decide to live, you're, all, you're actually going to have your problems in every version. 
Uh, there's a there's actually a film that recently came out that I absolutely think is beautiful, and it's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, and it's a very vast, ridiculously bonkers lesson on exactly this, uh, about how like, let's say you can constantly pull from the multiverse to grab every good version of yourself to do everything that you possibly could ever need um, for every scenario. But that doesn't change the fact that you're you. And that in this you-ness that you have to experience, like, your nature is the thing that drives all these different versions. You see? Like, you're not, like, um... Like, if, like, unless you're trying to live someone else's life, which I find to be actually absolutely tragic, um, just simply because everybody's life has a different version of the same issues. <laughs> um, like, you're never, you're like, no matter which version you live, you can live the version of yourself that is super successful, that oh, that won the lottery, you know, that got all the money that you needed and everything, but that still doesn't deal with mortality. That still doesn't deal with sickness or age. You know, you're still going to, in fact, deal with some very human-esque problems. Emotional instability. Like, you know, we still have a realm full of mental illness. Like, these things do not go away. And unfortunately, the version of ourselves that we pick will not, um, will not be devoid of anything human. So... It's almost like a no point to try to pick something that works because let's say you jump into the life where you're a famous movie star and everybody knows who you are and like you've got all the money in your world. Every, there is a single person, right? You're the most liked person currently in America. But now you have a life where you can't walk outside without everybody knowing your face or everyone relating you to a character that actually is very far from you as a personality. You know, and not never, and not a single person is ever going to care about you as a person, but they care about you as the character. You see, and you find yourself being like feeling a little bit lonely or a little bit isolated because everybody loves you, but nobody knows you. Everybody knows your character, and every time you see another person, they want you to be that character. They don't want you to be you. You, you're boring. You know, like not only have I seen this, but I've heard this. You know. <laughs> And, like, we've had plenty of things to actually talk about this, in, in essence. And we have plenty of evidence in our real world for anybody to commonly see about how this effect occurs. Like, we got plenty of evidence for that. And so, like, what I want so what I wanna, what I want to bring home here is that if you are already the best version of yourself that you can possibly be, despite all of the issues you feel like you may still have, then how do we come into that feeling of knowing that we can still be this person? Well, it's the essence of change. In that same movie, I thought it was absolutely funny uh, to state that the, the main character, the Evelyn in this, in this story, was her significance was that she wasn't good at anything. She was the version of Evelyn that never specialized in anything. She just ran a laundry. She just ran a laundry shop. You know, land, uh, like a, a she land, ran a laundry joint, and that was it. And they specifically were, oh, the reason why you're being targeted is because you're the Evelyn that never got good at anything. You're actually really bad at everything. And they're just like, well, how does that make me special? 
you know, if I'm the one that's bad at everything, why would anybody care? Why would anybody want me? It's because when you're absolutely bad at everything, it means you have the potential of being good at absolutely everything as well. Just because you're bad at something now, it doesn't mean you can't even take the time out to focus on it later. Just because you didn't decide to do all the things that, even in our cultural standards, that would make someone prominent or successful, even if you didn't do all those things, you still have your life and the simplicity of the things that you do. And would you be willing to trade any of those things for something else? And I would have to ask you that, like, very specifically. Yes, we all have some really crappy people in our lives. Yes, we all have some crappy scenarios that we can do without. But we're talking about... I'm talking about the things that you cannot live without. Would you be, would you be willing to trade those for something, quote-unquote, better? Because, in essence, a lot of the things that we are making trades for in, in a, quote-unquote, better version of ourselves are those things that we can't that we find ourselves unable to live without because many of those things came in by happenstance you know because we made the choices that we made or we didn't get the thing that we wanted to get we didn't make the audition we didn't get the job uh we you know you you didn't get approved for something like that and thusly you're left with another option and that option led you to something so significant that you can't live without it well, you'd have to be, kind of forfeit that choice for something else. And who knows whether or not that something else would have actually been right or worse for you. See, that's the, that's the trick to the quote-unquote better version. Is that when we choose a better version of ourselves, we also are kind of assuming that the world is going to become better with it. Or that there aren't going to be any problems that no longer arise. Um, and the difference in that is that we're not going to have the same problems, but we're still going to have problems. And, that, and you having money doesn't necessarily change the nature of how a problem may make you feel or how you may emotionally handle that problem. And that problem may be escalated now that you're rich and famous. You see, you know, like you could imagine being like, imagine being either like, um, you know, imagine being Johnny Depp right now and having literally your entire life your entire personal struggle and mental, like, along with your mental struggles and emotional struggles completely aired out in public for all, for the entire court of public opinion. Like, that's not a life that people actually want to live. I almost guarantee it. Like, unless you're a narcissist, like, or, or, ego, or highly egotistical, you know, like, those are the only, like, unless you're, like, one of those two categories of folks, like, I almost guarantee you, you don't want that kind of life where every single one of your laundry is aired out. Every fetish you may have, or every time you decided to look at something that people may judge or whatever, or that you decided to be yourself, even, or engage in a hobby that you enjoy, you're leaving that self, you're leaving that up to judgment. That's not necessarily a problem to have. I don't even see that as an improvement, personally. So, this is one of those points as to being made as to like why you're not necess why like seeking out an alternate version of yourself may not necessarily fix the world that created that that's a that you create around you um even more so is that like i have to like i kind of have to touch on a certain point um this is also about like traveling quote unquote, the question of like traveling back in time um, absolutely love and slash despise this question. Um, <laughs> one, because I, 
I despise this question very particularly because it ignores quantum physics entirely. Um, which is probably the biggest point as to why I like, never asked this question or never really like asked this question to anybody. Um, which is like, what would you, you know, if you can go back in time and fix your life or choose a million dollars, what would you do, you know, or whatever. And like, I, I hate that first, I hate this question. I really, I truly hate this question. I, I really, I, I, I take that back my, my, my love for it. Uh, <laughs> I truly despise this question. And not only because it ignores uh, physics entirely or quantum physics entirely, it's like somehow based on this idea that there were specific choices that we made in our lives that determined everything in our life path. And that is like so like perceptionally like – I don't know how to play it. It's like such a small – like a, a fractionally – and significantly small portion of the picture it is like such a small portion is i wouldn't even call it like a 16th or 30 seconds it's like in the millions of like how small of a portion of your life path was based on your personal decisions you know and this is coming from someone who's moved constantly and you know how many times in my childhood i constantly used to think about like oh what if i had stayed in this state or in this country the entire time instead of moving around all these different places well, I found out that my life would have literally been the same, regardless of which place it would have been. The only difference that I would have had would have been the people that I met and the choices that would have been available to me. But those choices wouldn't have determined so much, uh, so much of my personality that I would have drastically, you know, that I would have found myself drastically changing. I do know that every single scenario could have presented. Uh, you know, some kind of traumatic thing that would have drastically changed my personality, like some of them already did. Um, but that being said, like, I wouldn't, I couldn't change those because, like, there's more than just those choices that were involved. You see, like, I could have made the choice to, like, let's just say that my parents, like, you know, if I had the ability to say that I didn't go to this school and I went to that school instead. And that would, you know, and based on my perception at the time period as a kid, I would have said that that was a better choice to make. And even in my lack of perception as an adult, would have looked at that choice and been like, oh yeah, clearly going to this school would have been, probably would have been way better than me to going uh, going to this one high school. Hmm, let's see. So I had a choice like that my senior year, coming into my senior year. Um, I had a really terrible time at my first high school up until my junior year. I literally had a mental breakdown in front of a quarter of the school. Um... And was given the choice to go to another high school after that. And I often think about what if I had stayed at my one high school and lived through, I guess, what would have been like the last like the last year of people literally reminiscing on things that I did when I was 11 that I no longer cared about. Um, I went to a different high school instead and went to a place where I didn't know anybody. Um, did it make my life better? Uh, not really. Kind of gave me a different crisis. <laughs> Because I learned that what bothered me about my first high school was how it was my first time in my life I'd ever gone to school with a bunch of people that knew me for as long as they did. And it drove me absolutely insane because they kept bringing up stuff I was doing when I was 11. I'm like, why does this even matter when we're 16, 17 years old? Like, this is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, and then I went to a school where I didn't know anybody. And then I kind of realized my crisis point was that people commoditized me. Because uh, I was a black person who wore a Led Zeppelin beanie and 
didn't speak any bonics or aave as it's now as it's now known and like that you know seemed to be like the reason why people liked me and it gave me a complex as to why i was even like like who am i because like do people like me because of black or because of me and like gave me a completely different set of complexes on that did it make my life better not really but it did change things i suppose but i can't look in retrospect and say that the choices i made to change something actually made my life better or worse because who's to say if i went back and stayed at my old high school that my life would have been better probably would have had a worse time it wouldn't have mattered anyway like the the essence being is that going back and changing your life doesn't change all of the scenarios surrounding your choices so going with car a as opposed to car b doesn't necessarily mean that going with uh car b would have been a better choice than going with car a it would have just given you a completely different scenario or even saying if you decided not to do something that every other factor surrounding the choice to to say that you didn't want to do it you know would have led you to that choice anyway you know it is to say that there is no version of our lives that is fully in control by us in that fashion. Like, we can't go back and change our entire course because what happens is that we also technically would have to alter the course of the entire world in order to make those choices. That's like what quantum physics would technically dictate anyway, is that if I were to go back in time and change my life, I'd also have to change the lives of everybody I met up until that point. And... I don't know. I don't, I don't really think that of myself, like, in that fashion. Like, I've met a lot of people, you know, and personally for me, I've met a lot of people in, like, let's say the last 10 years, 15 years of my life that I wouldn't want to renege on, you know? And there's a say, who's to say that there's, like, no, you know, it's, it's just so weird to me. Like, I, you know, if you, let's, if you go back and you say you fix up all the choices that you thought made you, like, who you are. Then what happens to the people that knew you at the time period that see you makes that choice? That may change the way other people perceived you at the time period. Your friends may not be your friends. You may have people that not, like, not agree with your choice. You're, like, like I said before, like, there is no determining factor to, that states that making, that changing the choices of your life, of your past life, even, are going to correct and alter the choices of your current one. Besides, and we're really talking about quantum phases anyway, if you went back in time, that becomes your current present. And so like changing the past in that current time doesn't change your current present um, or the future. So like, you know, and I'm like, and no, that's not based on an Avengers theory or whatever. No, it's literally how quantum physics works. Like you cannot, like back, back to the future is was such nonsense. I don't even know what to do. And like, even as a kid, I understood that because I'm like, if they're going back to change history, what happens to every point between the point that they changed in history and when they came back to the present? Like, what is it? Because what they were only altering was literally stuff that directly pertained to them, but yet they were going back and altering the history of the world. Like, that changes too many things. That changes, a, that literally, when you're changing the world, you're changing the entire course of stuff, not just your life. So it just did not make sense that all of a sudden they come back and, oh, this one thing appeared because I finally, because I changed, I massively changed the course of history. It's like, bro, no, I, I'm sorry. That just doesn't make sense. 
that doesn't even make sense to me. Like you can't change your present. You can't change your current status in the present by changing the past without literally destroying every, the entire time stream in the process. But anyways, like this, you know, this is, this is to say that like we, we have to, I really want to encourage people to think in present terms. You see, in the present terms of yourself, you always have a choice for improvement. In the terms of yourself, you can always make the choice to be the person that you want to be. Like there's no, there's no, there's really not much of a, there's no compromise on that, to be honest. There's completely no compromise on that. Like if you're not living the life that you want to live, you can stop now and start living that life. There's really not much of an excuse to start doing that. And even if it's not, even if it's a barrier, that's financial, you know, like even if you're still stuck behind something that, you know, I still need to save up money for and be patient for and stuff like that. And this is the method of self-improvement that you're seeking. That's fine. That's fine if it takes time. But you made the choice to actually move towards that self-improvement as opposed to kind of wallowing in the present. Because this is kind of what happens when you like are sitting there thinking that you could be better. Is that you're spending all that time thinking that you could be better and simply just not diving into that lifestyle of what makes you feel good. And trust me, you deserve to feel good. You deserve to feel like there's a version of your life that, or that your current version and your current status of life is actually well worth living. Because it is. There's only one of them. Like, let's just be real. Like, all that speculation of the multiverse and everything about, like, a better version of yourself existing out there, that's not our current reality. The current reality is that you are in the present. And every second you're in the present, you have a choice that you can make to move towards the person you want to be or not. And that's simply it. This whole goal, this whole idea of convincing you that you are the best version of yourself is to bring you back to the present. To bring you back to your sets of choices that you can currently make every single day, every single second. To be the person and the version of yourself that you really do just wish to be. Like, there's nothing stopping you from doing that, except for yourself, truly. And instead of feeling like there's something to obtain, something to achieve, as far as you are you are concerned, just know that you've already done it. You are alive. You've lived. And thusly, you have achieved all there is to really achieve, which is just being alive. The rest of it's extra. And the rest of it's pressure, really. Pressure to do something, pressure to etch something into eternity, to pressure to be some version of yourself that everyone can see as a better version of yourself or something like that. That's all that is. It's literally pure pressure. Pressure from culture, pressure from society. Like, all that is is to, to like, you have to, like, follow into these footsteps of, like, what everybody else has done in order to be seen as successful or whatever. And, like, that's all it is is pressure. And you don't need it because you can just be happy doing what you're doing. Regardless of what society likes to dictate, regardless of what they keep saying, that like you have to get a better job and more money and all this other stuff, you don't have to. You could be happy with just where you are and what you're doing, with simply existing. Um, now, is society going to let that be a simple affair for you? No, not at all. Not, not in the slightest. You do kind of have to work towards simplicity, which is absolutely insane to me. Um, like, to be able to live a simple life should be something that everybody should have an option available. 
uh, have that. Everybody should have that option available for them, and yet we don't because we don't encourage that. You know, we don't encourage people to be satisfied with who they are and the way that they're living. And what I'm doing is going to be the thing that encourages you to do exactly that. You know, like find yourself in a comfortable position. Don't worry about getting a bigger house or a better car or like six figure jobs and everything in order to feel comfortable. Like think about what it takes for you to feel comfortable and not in the realms of convenience either. I, I really want to emphasize this because being conven- having convenience and being comfortable are actually two separate affairs because uh, convenience is really more about like what society wants you to chase after. You see, convenience is the thing that, like, especially in America here, we, like, encourage this corporate, uh, this corporatized lifestyle to promote in, in like, com- promote convenience. And in this same essence, we also promote inconvenience as, like, the worst thing ever. You know, I can't believe you have to stand in line for five minutes or ten minutes in order to get some, in order to obtain your coffee from Starbucks kind of a thing. And that's seen as inconvenience, but that's also seen as equally as an inconvenience as staying at home and making your own coffee, which is like weirdly, which is like a really weird comparison because it's honestly just as satisfying. Um, But time and essence and management and all that, that's a completely different episode from this one. Um, What it is to say is that like finding yourself inside of in the convenience of your own life is really, as opposed to the methods of externalized convenience, Definitely a method of wanting to be of of learning to be satisfied with yourself. However, if this hasn't helped you or thoroughly like at least given you a path to be able to find out that you are in fact already great, uh, just know this: there's no one else but you. Like, really, like you are the only you there is currently. You know, and even if there are people out there that do the same things that you do or whatever, nobody's you. And there's nothing to compare from that. There's literally nothing to compare. There is no extra, even if you have the same name as another person, that person is not you. And there's nothing to compare. There is no status to achieve in order for you to be considered, in fact, unique or successful you have your own version of that and that's all it needs it doesn't need anything else you don't have to like be like well you know i can be skinnier you know i can be more fit i can be healthier yeah you can be all those things sure but if you're doing it for the sake of like i don't know like this pressure of like saying that you're supposed to be that or doing it for the sake of saying that, like, you know, this is what everybody else, like, you know, this is what I finally need to seem like I'm happy to everybody else or something like that. Don't worry about it, please. Like, just be yourself. Just be, be satisfied. Learn, learn to be satisfied with who you are. Learn to be satisfied with the things that you are trying to achieve. Like, they're simple. Learn to be satisfied in simplicity. These are all the things that will help you see, in fact, that you're already the best version of yourself that you can possibly ever be.
All right. Well, that's all for you autodidactic people for now. If you like what you heard, please leave a like or a comment. If you want to discuss further, go ahead and do so. I would definitely love to hear from a lot of you on some of these subjects, as as well as if you have an interest on being on the show, please let me know. I will absolutely love to have you here. I am a huge fan of everybody's perspectives and uh, just sharing knowledge in general. This is a very fun task for me. And if you want to leave a donation, I totally would love that. Um, help help the show going. I would love to start trying to bring in other people, other experts on things. I'm also working on a housing project right now, trying to build an all-age venues for artists, for young artists and the like, um, especially in small town places where people don't get to, uh, where the only place people can get to practice their art is just in a bar. And I just don't think that's cool. So. If you want to leave a donation and try to help us get started on that, I would totally appreciate it. But otherwise, I just need you to do me a solid favor and just never stop learning. You don't need a classroom to do that, you know? <laughs>